Welcome to Tech Talk, featuring the latest trends and topics in data and analytics for Fortune 1000 companies. Tech Talk is sponsored by Knowledgent, the data and analytics company. For more information, visit Knowledgent.com. Episode 5 of Tech Talk features Reed Bradford and Dave Nolting, both senior data governance professionals, discussing data governance fundamentals, including roles and responsibilities, key functions, quick start tips, and technologies to support it. Hey, Dave, a lot of our clients are always asking me what exactly is data governance. How do you typically answer that? Uh, that's a great question, Reid. Uh, what I typically do is, is I try to, um, first of all, show that data governance is an organization that's going to be um, focused on the understanding the key business strategy and what are the key pain points as related to data within the organization. So uh, what I try not to do is say that it's some sort of a bureaucratic organization that's going to come along and add a lot of responsibility to existing business um, functions within the organization, but it's, it's an organization that's going to facilitate the identification resolution of issues, going to help um, escalate those issues when necessary, and more importantly, it's going to put in place the appropriate uh, people, processes, and technologies to maintain and improve data quality and data management over time. And finally, what the data governance, what I'd like to explain to them is that we really manage data artifacts or data assets. And I explain to them what a business glossary is with critical data elements, what um, what some of the metadata is that goes into that business glossary, or what uh, data lineage and metadata are, and um, I identify some of the other assets that are managed by data governance, such as data quality, issue resolution management, uh, et cetera, and hopefully I get that across. How, how about you? Have you had luck in in defining or identifying some of the key functions of uh, data governance in organizations. Yeah, so I, I always, uh, like you, I always talk about uh, being everything, everything being business driven. Uh, certainly tying the business strategy to the data strategy uh, to your operations and making sure that there's kind of a direct line from the business strategy into uh, into data, both at a strategic level as well as an operational level. And uh, I, I just usually try to stress that a lot because I feel like a lot of times people kind of get lost. Um, as you mentioned, a lot of clients try to turn it into kind of a bureaucratic thing, and they lose sight of, of kind of why governance came about in the first place, right? A lot of times it, it came about or it always comes about because the business is trying to kind of steer technology and steer the data in the right direction and make sure that the, the value of the data is aligned to uh, what they're trying to do from a business standpoint. As far yeah, as some of the key good. functions, uh, what, what do you usually um, talk to them about, Dave, as far as the kind of the most important functions? I know you've mentioned some of them already, but maybe you could expand on that a little bit more. Yeah. One of the, the ways I've been We've been really successful in in presenting this to the business and in trying to show what the value of data governance data governance organization will be is to show them 
kind of show two columns. On the left-hand column, we show what what happens when you don't have formalized data governance, and then on the right-hand side, what are some of the outcomes if we go through this journey of putting together data governance. So on the left, we might say, oh, there's no the ownership of data is ambiguous. We don't know who owns the data. We don't know who is um, responsible for uh, correcting the data. We have a lack of agreement on what which what data is critical. We don't have prioritization. Um, we might be pushed by regulatory requirements, but we don't have uh, an idea of what's critical for our operations. Um, and then on the right-hand side, we show, well, with the data governance organization, we can have common data domain definitions. We can identify the source of truth, data sources for data. We have a clear understanding of how data is produced, uh, integrated, and consumed across the organization. We start to build that out. What are the key uh, functions that come into play to do that? Some of the key roles that we have to establish are um, break the data down or break the organization down into domains where we can um, start to understand ownership linked to a domain. So an example of a domain might be master data, and if that's in financial services, it might be uh, counterparty identification or customer data linked to master data. It's the reference data which drives processes, so transaction codes, country codes, and ISO codes. Those are examples of domains that we start to apply ownership to, and we start to have accountability and responsibility and roles linked to the ownership of data within those domains. We might start to identify uh, additional roles, which are uh, business stewards or business SMEs that monitor uh, high-level operational processes around, and my background is in financial or financial services, so it might be treasury and treasury services. It might be uh, trades in the front-end trading areas, so identifying what are the processes and the rules and being able to start to manage uh, data around those particular areas, and those are the roles that we kind of break down the problem and then start to assign accountability and roles to those areas. How about you on your end? So uh, I think there's a couple ways you can tackle the roles and responsibilities discussion, um, and it kind of depends on the culture of the organization. Um, I think uh, sometimes we try to do a uh, uh, kind of a very repeatable process, uh, which is good to reuse uh, our frameworks and to reuse what we know works. But on the other hand, every every company is different, right? Every company has a different culture. Every company is at a different place. And um, I've learned that you got to be very. We have to be very careful about the culture. In some cases, kind of a more grassroots, uh, bottoms-up approach will work to put the, the roles and responsibilities in place, you know, to put together uh, owners of the data, uh, put together stewards of the data, um, kind of bottoms up. In, in other cases, um, depending on the culture and depending on what's kind of driving 
the need for governance. Uh, as, as you mentioned, regulatory can be a big driver. Sometimes you need to have kind of that very strong executive leadership and sponsorship and do more of a top-down uh, to make sure that uh, all of the prioritization and funding and kind of the mandate for what they need to do is coming down from the top as opposed to uh, bottoms up. I guess in the end, a lot of times it kind of goes both ways. Uh, um, certainly from, a, uh, from an industry perspective, uh, we're seeing the, the chief data officer rise in prominence. Um, the, the person who's kind of driving the uh, overall data strategy, making sure that data is being managed as an asset, I think we're seeing more and more where that person is uh, reporting, if not to the CEO, to a very senior person, like a chief operating officer or something like that. Um, and then obviously the CIO and the CTO and, and uh, people, other people at that level um, and the business heads need to uh, form some sort of an executive steering committee uh, around data to make sure that the, the data is being um, managed properly at a strategic level to make sure there's proper funding, to make sure that various programs are, are properly staffed and funded. Um, and one thing I've noticed is uh, without the CDO, sometimes it's hard for companies to realize what they can actually do with data, right? So a lot of these other executive functions have been in place for a long time. For example, my current client, I think they would uh, really struggle without having uh, somebody who has the vision for what they can potentially do from a business standpoint with their data. Um, obviously, underneath the, uh, the executive level, then you get into your owners, uh, you get into your data governance council. Um, those are the folks who get together on a regular basis and make sure that the, the data uh, processes um, and policies and the, the rules and whatnot are being followed, that the stewards are following the right processes, uh, they're ratifying various decisions that's a little bit more operational at that level. And then underneath you've got the uh, what I consider business data stewards who have more business knowledge. One area I think, uh, just kind of to wrap up what I wanted to say is, um, one area that I think we oftentimes forget about in terms of roles and responsibilities is more technical data stewards. Um, oftentimes I see where the business wants to take ownership, um, but they can't. And the reason they can't is because they don't have the skills. They don't have data skills. Um, so they can certainly do things like help define the data, help identify data domains, but sometimes they just don't have the skills to kind of be very hands-on with data profiling, with data rules, and those types of things. So oftentimes we see where, where technical stewards um, kind of can be there to, to fill that gap. Um, so. Uh, I often struggle with um, helping clients to start up a governance program. I'd, I'd be really curious to, to see what you do, Dave, in, in terms of starting up a governance program. Yeah, I, Reed, I totally agree with you. Uh, top-down versus the bottom-up and really aligning yourself to the culture of the organization. Um, starting a data governance program is it is is a challenging task, um, and it really depends on where the driver is coming from. In the in the banking world, it might be a regulatory driven uh, initiative such as CCAR or Basel, um, data data um, 
sovereignty and some of the various issues. So what we're finding in some of the larger organizations is a top-down effort coming from the CDO organization to say, by such and such date, you need to have this in place, control of your critical data elements, identification of data quality processes and, and issue re remediation management in place. But that is sort of a decree coming from a CDO organization. So how do we approach that? So it's exactly what you said. In, in this case, we have to come into a smaller chunk of the business and under uh, a particular domain, such as master data or um, that is reporting, and we have to look at it a little bit from the bottoms up. So we might have to start looking uh, at the, the what we call the transactional record layout, some of the data that's feeding into some of these critical reports, and work backwards from that. So it's a very bottoms-up approach. The first thing I do is we what we tend to do is really push for business as usual. So even if we have to do a tactical implementation, we want to really get the data governance organization off and running. So we describe what what it is to manage critical data elements and to have a glossary, and that we have to have a glossary. We have to have an onboarding process to be able to manage that. So we just we define the what that has to be done within the the data governance organization. And we in a in a fledgling data governance organization, we tend to focus on PDEs, data quality data quality management, and issue resolution. And those are the areas that are going to bring quickest value and the quickest wins to the business. So in doing that, we describe the what, which is the processes, and we start to fill in the who, who is going to manage this, which departments, which divisions, and operational uh, organizations within a large bank, for, for instance. And we then will start to look at um, their capabilities to be able to manage that. Do they have tools? Do they have uh, a data governance system of record in place. But we go, we, I actually advocate a step-by-step -step sort of playbook to get a data governance program off the ground, not to go into every detail, but it is a very step-by-step -step of building out critical data elements, establishing dimensional uh, characteristics of data quality management, how do we look and manage and report on data quality, and how do we resolve issues, then we typically move into policies and standards and some of the uh, data usages and distribution agreements, some of the other more advanced artifacts that we might find in a data governance organization. But what's really important is to get those quick wins and to get the business community. So if you have a data governance council established, that they see value coming out of this in increments, and then they, they're they on board and they'll continue on through the more mature phases of the data governance program. So how about yourself? Well, uh, I'm a big fan of, of doing kind of a uh, uh, current state assessment. Um, sometimes I know we do that as part of a, a 
strategic uh, assessment, and other times we're just we're just uh, doing uh, just kind of governance by itself. But uh, the reason I think that's important is even if they say they have no governance, they typically have something informal, right? So um, they might have people in IT or in the business or both who are informally trying to manage the data somehow. And uh, obviously, if they have uh, more formal roles and you're trying to help them improve their governance, that's a different story. But oftentimes, we're brought in to help them when they don't have, they don't think they have anything. And uh, it's good to find out, you know, exactly what are they doing, who's doing what, what, uh, who are the people involved, um, what are the processes that they might be following, whether they're formal or informal. Um, what technologies might they be using, you know, even if it's just Excel or maybe they have a data quality tool that they're kind of uh, using. And so in my mind, it's, it's good to get a picture of exactly what they're doing, uh, even if they don't think they're doing anything. I can't tell you how many times I brought in and, you know, I've been told by our salespeople, hey, you know, or, or, or other people on the team, we don't really need to worry about a current state assessment because they don't have any governance at all. Well, I'm sure they're doing something, right? Uh, they're, they're, they're managing their data somehow. Uh, albeit it might be managed very, very poorly, but they're doing something. So it's good to figure out exactly what that is, and you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of time on it, but that helps you get a picture of the, of the people, the process, the technology from, from where to start. That gives you, gives you a starting point, and you can kind of share with them a, an assessment of their maturity. That also helps them, kind of opens up their eyes, say, hey, this is where you are on the spectrum of of managing your data and you know talk about all the functions we've been talking about whether it's uh, process management or policy management or data quality management or managing your reference data et cetera et cetera you can you can kind of paint a picture across all those different things and if they're if they're not using any good technology you can point out hey uh, you know you're you're trying to do this uh, informally and you're not really using some of the some of the good technologies that are available to you. Speaking of which, what what are some of the technologies that, that you often recommend, Dave, for, for people who are in governance? Uh, great question. I, I I do believe that a first of all, a data governance um, organization needs to move beyond just managing artifacts in Word documents or in uh, Excel documents. And so what we're seeing on the market are what I call the data governance system of record applications such as the, the, the area that I work with or the, the particular tool that I work with the most is Calibra. And I know there are others on the market such as Informatica. But the, this type of tool becomes sort of the center of the data governance effort to be able to drive some of the business as usual processes to manage or maintain uh, data glossary and critical data elements, the definitions, the business uh, terms and rules, the linkage of critical data elements to physical assets. Uh, it is indispensable, in my opinion, to have this sort of system of record where IT uh, the business and the data governance organization all rally around that particular tool to understand the state of assets and, and the state of the overall data governance uh, program. In addition to that, there's going to be 
tools such as technical or metadata management tools that can crawl into uh, databases uh, as we get we're more and more involved in the data lake or the big data space so understanding schemas data catalogs and record sets that exist within those uh, platforms and, and the data and how it's the data is being uh, transformed and moved across an environment such as a lake is important. So, so typically we, we see some sort of a uh, data, um, metadata management tool such as Informatica and Avenitio, et cetera, that gets in and, and can pull out metadata and bring it into the system or record where it can be um, cleaned up for business consumption. DQ and data quality rules management uh, platforms are incredibly important to be able to manage and reuse rules, establish rules linked to data quality dimensions such as completeness, consistency, validity. We're seeing Informatica and Atacama, other uh, tools in that space. Um, and as we finally get to areas where this future state vision where the business user can walk up to some system, discover data, build out potentially a virtual uh, shopping cart of data that they, the business consumer would like to procure for a critical report or a report or, or for data science, uh, some sort of cataloging tool that would allow driving from the glossary or data catalogs, procuring that information and moving it uh, into a reporting space or a modeling or other such space where business can be more autonomous and self-serving in, in using that data. How about yourself? Well, I definitely agree with everything you said. Uh, I think we're certainly seeing, uh, as governance rises in prominence, uh, the need to make technology more and more user-friendly for the business folks. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Calibra has historically done quite well, is because they, they've kind of led the way in uh, you know, pioneering the more of the, the business-friendly interface. I think some of the other tools that you mentioned, like Informatic and others, are, are uh, starting to catch up in that space. Um, I do think some of the tooling, uh, as I've mentioned before, is kind of beyond this beyond the skill set of a lot of the, of the business people. Um, so when you get down into things like uh, data profiling and data quality management or some of the more um, challenging metadata management tools, uh, reference data management, things like that, I think that's where uh, the, the technical data stewards can really help with some of these tools. People who maybe are from IT or who have a strong IT background can partner with their with their business data stewards and the business data owners and help them get these tools up and running. Um, there's, there's obviously a lot of uh, work that needs to be done in the background with a lot of these tools to integrate the data, to integrate the metadata. Uh, that's obviously key. And uh, there's just kind of no end of uh, insight in my mind where, where governance is going. Uh, it seems to be really picking up steam. It seems to be uh, more and more emphasis on managing data as a corporate asset. And I think everything that we've talked about 
uh, across people, process, technology uh, is, is absolutely critical. Agreed. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to Tech Talk to receive the latest episodes.